From Connects Media, this is Atlanta Born and Brand. I'm your host, Jonathan Hilliard. From its inception, this show has been all about introducing you to the founders and creators that make this city special. We have walked you through their journeys from brand new startups to growing businesses to mainstays in the community. This season, we are expanding our focus. We will always be advocates for the little guys. But this year, we want to bring you stories from the whole spectrum of Atlanta culture. From one-person startups to thousand-member teams, there are organizations all around the city contributing to its success. And you're going to hear about all of them right here on Atlanta Born and Brand. The global pandemic has left no organization unaffected. But we believe the signs are emerging for a bounce back of epic proportions in Atlanta. Social media can be a double-edged sword. There's both good and bad to the instant access we have to others via these platforms. Today we're sitting down with someone who is using this powerful tool to make a positive impact in our community and around the globe. Kareem Manuel started We Society as a way to get his music out into the world. This led to selling t-shirts on Instagram, promoting a message of hope and acceptance, and in true grassroots fashion, people latched onto the message and the movement grew. Listen in as we talk through the highs and lows of growing a business via social media and how it became a full-fledged apparel brand. Awesome. Well, Kareem, first of all, thanks for for taking the time today, man, to to talk with us. I know... um, you know, you've been, we've got some mutual connections that have been singing your praises for a number of years now. So it's, it's good to, to finally catch up with you, man. How are things? Everything's really well. I appreciate it yeah. to everybody uh, speaking my name in rooms I'm not in. I appreciate that too. <laughs> and I'm really excited to be on with you guys. Yeah, it's a beautiful day. It's rainy, but it's, it's still really beautiful. The plants are happy. I'm happy. It's great. I love it. You know, we, have, we need the rain, man. We need the rain. You know, that's uh, it. It seems like it's been a rainy couple of years in a lot of ways, <laughs> but uh, you know, you know we need the rain. We got a lot of growth coming. That's right. I like that. No, that's a good way to look at it. Cream. I would love to to start off just with tell me a little bit about where you came from, man. I know you've been around Atlanta for a while. Did you grow? Did you grow up here? Did you make it make your way here eventually? How did that go? Yeah. So I grew up in Chicago. I was born in New York. I grew up in Chicago, and about. Well, I think I just celebrated six years in August. Um, I moved down here to take a position with an organization where I was going to be doing like leadership and mentorship on the campus of the AUC. So Spelman, Morehouse and Clark Atlanta. Yep. And I did that uh, and did that for about two years. And uh, during the beginning of the second year, you know, it was the uh, beginning of the Trump campaign. And I just felt like the rhetoric that he was using was um, so divisive. So it's not about the politics for me. I I love the idea that Malcolm X had like, they're two wings of the same bird. I think we have to um, support each other. And politics definitely serves this place and I care, but uh, what he was saying was, I thought was just gonna be very divisive for just families and communities, not just Mm -hmm. uh, political parties and uh, I was really, I would say in the beginning, I was nervous about it. I was angry. And I just kept saying over and over, like, we can't let somebody else come and tell us what we need to be doing. 
mm. on any side. It's we're the ones we're waiting for. It's we, period. That's how the whole concept of the brand started. I just kept saying it's we, period. If I don't care about my neighbor and they don't care about me, like we don't make it. It doesn't matter what somebody somewhere else says. It's like, I'm here, you know, taking care of my family and I have these people around me. We have to be able to love each other. Um, and I was a rapper. So, you know, I, and I have some pretty uh, successful rap friends and I thought I was gonna work on an album and the shirt was supposed to be the merchandise that was gonna tie in with the album. But then when I saw the shirt, I knew that that's what I was doing now. Like I mm. put the music down and was like, this is a much uh, quicker or much more shortcut type of way to say what I wanna say and to invite people to say it as well, even if they don't wanna use their voice. I love that the, the products that we make are, they help people speak when they don't want to say something. So if you're just mm -hmm. in the meeting, you don't have to say anything. You're wearing a Wii shirt. It's like you're communicating that you're about the collective, that you're about taking ownership of your life. And you don't have to stand up on a platform. Or um, And if you want to, that's fine too. But this is, this is for everybody to have something that speaks for them just in everyday life. So that's how, that's how I got to the brand. And um, you know, my first promo pictures my son took he was seven years old. I gave him my iPhone and I was in front of the house and I just like posed and he took some pictures yes. and I started posting on Instagram and people started DMing them to buy them and, and the company was born. Love it. Love it, man. We had a, uh, we had a guest on the show uh, last year uh, by the name of Horace Williams. And he said something that I think, you know, you could probably relate to in a big way that uh, the more local uh, the conversation is the less place there is for partisan politics. Right. Um, you know, that, that, like you said, just do nothing but divide people because you're talking about your neighbor. You're talking about issues you have in your, in your neighborhood and your community. And at that point, if you can't put down the partisan, you know, you know, blinders that you've got going on, then really nothing, nothing's going to get done, uh, you know, to improve your community. You guys have a, have a, have a saying, uh, we are the ones that, that we're waiting for. Exactly. Dive into that for me, man. And in the context of what we're talking about here, how, when did that come to you and, and what does that truly mean to you? So I was in the basement of my house. I was pacing back and forth. I was really upset. Um, and I, I think I said, I know I said something to the effect of who's going to fix this. <laughs> and after I said that, it just, it literally dawned. Like there was an explosion in my soul of like, I will, and not just me, mm -hmm. like you will, we, we are the ones we're waiting for uh, because I was waiting for somebody with better ideas, mm -hmm. you know, somebody with better credentials, somebody with more money, a better track record, something that could stand up and say, everybody will do this. And then everybody would just listen, but that's mm -hmm. not how it works. And the longer I waited for that, the more depressed, the more frustrated, the more uh, bitter I became. I remember September 11th, um, and I, I, I tell people, you know, as horrible as that day was, September 12th was one of my favorite days and the few weeks following because we were it's so in love with each other. Like <laughs> none of the things that made us afraid of each other, angry with each other. Um, th these are my things and I must protect myself from you. Mm. It was like, we were ready to share and give everything we had to make sure that we were all safe, to make sure that we were all fed, to make sure mm. that we were all loved. It was like the most basic human needs 
were being felt and, and met by people who just the day before would have considered themselves totally separate, different enemies mm -hmm. even. And so uh, when I said we are the ones we're waiting for, I thought I came up with the phrase because it came so much out of my soul. But then mm -hmm. I remembered being in the crowd when Barack Obama uh, became president in Chicago and he said it in his speech in 2016. Mm -hmm. And then the first record of it, I believe is a woman named June Jordan who, who said it. And I've gone back since then, found that out. Um, but it just, it, it was birthed out of an idea for my own self that I can't wait for somebody to solve my problems and fix mm -hmm. my life and provide protection and provide healthy food and provide economic access and equality and provide, you know, uh, academic access and equality. Like that's on me. I have these children. If nothing else, I need to teach them. Um, I need to make sure that my neighbor is okay uh, with enough food and love and support. It's we, mm -hmm. and it's not just me, it's, all of the people who have that idea, all of the individual eyes being their fullest best selves coming together and saying, we are going to do something about this. We are going to help uh, pollution come down. We are going to help more people have uh, the resources they need to just live a happy, uh, free life. I'm not even talking about becoming Jeff Bezos rich. I'm just talking about, <laughs> you know, do, do I know where my next meal is coming from? Yeah. Uh, just like the most basic level. So that's where, that's what it came out of. And I'm probably going to be saying it and living it until I die. Well, and the, the thing I like most about that is, you know, it's, it's very, it could have been very easy in that moment for you to, to take in, you know, an introspective type of a feel and say, okay, I have to do something. But you, you went that next step. Um, you know, we always hear like the whole is greater than the sum of its parts, right? So yes, you individually can have an impact and you can make a difference, but we as a collective, as a community, whether, whatever that community looks like, your street, your city, you know, whatever that looks like is always going to be more powerful as a, as a collective of people working together for something uh, to, to impact and create change, right? You know, I, I agree. I think I remember, I remember being a kid in the South. Cause I lived in Tennessee for a while. And I remember there was this bully um, that would beat me up and beat a couple other kids up. <laughs> and one day I just got us all together. <laughs> like all the bullied kids. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. we just said like, we're not taking this anymore. Like we'll yeah. all fight you together. Right. And that was the last time that he tried to pick on any of us, yeah. um, at least physically. And it's that concept that I'm trying to bring through that, <laughs> um, you know, maybe individually, I might not be able to just wave a wand and fix this. But if mm. we all stand together and say, this is what we want for this street, for this community, for this school, then people are forced to listen. And I, and I think that's what's always affected change. That's what yeah. um, just across the annals of history is when people were able to come together and with one voice say, this is what we uh, expect and demand. This is how we are expect to be treated and how we're going to treat others then people have to respond. Well, and it's, it's interesting, too, that you talked about September 12th and what we all did in response to a tragedy that was that we all saw. But the reality of the situation is that there's tragedies happen every, happening every day that uh, so many of us don't see and that if we did see that we would rally together to, to work towards fixing. And so much of of the job, right, is putting those tragedies in front of people and saying, hey, there's a need here that we need to rally as a community to uh, to address and to fix. So that rallying cry, it's it's super important. Um, so you had your mission at that point. 
the the t-shirt started it like you said your your seven-year-old son took the picture that sort of got the momentum going going from uh you know musical artists to uh you know, designer and clothing manufacturer is a big, big jump, right? Mm -hmm. Talk to me about the beginning steps of, of you just learning what that was going to look like. What did, you know, what sort of paths did you go down to try to figure out, okay, how am I going to logistically make this work? It's a great question. A couple of things happened. I literally said, if Donald Trump can be president, I can be whatever. I, want. <laughs> I love that. I like, love that. There's no, there's no rules or restrictions. Yeah. Like all of the restrictions left my mind. Uh, I said, oh, and it wasn't even a judgment <laughs> against him. It's just like we can, we can be whatever we want. Mm. There, you know. So I felt free, and then you know, with this phone, I said, oh, I'm connected to the entire world. Everything I need is within the we. I don't have to have all the answers. The we does. The community has the answers. So I would just start asking people, um, you know, I would reach out to different brands. Where are you getting this made? Is there a way that I can support? I learned how to make stuff at home. I, I bought equipment that I was able to print and press things in my house. Um, I learned about partnerships. There's a guy named Henry, who's a mentor of mine here in Atlanta, who has a really uh, successful brand. And I would just go to his shop and help out at his shop and mm -hmm. learn the business. And so then I learned how to outsource and how, uh, how the business of making clothes and selling clothes worked. Uh, and then started putting those things into practice for myself. My first e-commerce website was because I was looking for a t-shirt manufacturer because I was going from selling, you know, 50 a week to 250 a week and I, and I couldn't keep up and I needed somebody else to make them. And when I was explaining to the guy, uh, I Googled Atlanta based t-shirt manufacturer, found this number called, he said, we don't have an office in Atlanta anymore. We're in this other country or this other state but what are you doing? And I showed him the site that I had built. And then he offered to build my first Shopify site. Uh, and so then in three days from that first call, I had uh, my first Shopify site built up, which is what opened the doors to me learning even more about the e-commerce side. And so yeah. it was me putting these wee concepts into practice. Um, and I know we're going to talk about like bouncing back, but when we talk about we society's bounce back since the blip and Atlanta's bounce back. I think those concepts are going to show tremendous dividends in terms of utilizing um, our community, both business wise, professionally, personally, uh, to help us all find sustainable methods and ways to not just survive, but begin to thrive. So that's how it that's how it started, which is people me reaching out to people connecting and then people believing in the mission, believing in the vision and offering yeah. their resource and their help and support to uh, help give it fire, help give it life. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and I know that, you know, we talk about the power of influencers and, uh, you know, in 2021, but that's been a thing for several years now. And I know that for you as a, as a business, that was big early days of, um, you know, I was it was it Little John that you know wore uh, Chris Paul, LeGray, yeah. Young Thug, right? Uh, Young Thug, yes, yeah, the one I remember. He wore the jacket, you know, while he was performing. So just talk about how big that was, just to have something that that people could rally around and weren't afraid to to share that message early on in the business. You know, it was really wild because I never reached out to an influencer. Yeah, I was like I really was trusting. It's like faith. Uh, 
I was trusting that people would get behind it or they wouldn't. That's free market. Mm. That's the, that's business. And when people got behind it, it, they got behind it so powerfully that people were sharing the idea and the message when I wasn't even there. And mm. so um, I'm, I'm a part of something called the Gathering Spots here in Atlanta. And so mm. there's all these people here. So people are always giving me advice and trying to help me make a connection. But then, yeah, when when Young Thug got my jacket because another brand in Atlanta saw his stylist post that they were looking for independent brands to represent to rock on the tour hmm. this brand tagged me in the post they they shared me with the stylist and not themselves and i was like that was like one of the most we moments wow. i've ever been a part of it's yeah. like because i would have never seen it i didn't even know him um and since then uh, the stylist and i've worked on maybe four or five different projects with little hmm. key uh, with Thug and the rest of the people on the label. Uh, but that was, that. it was more than just like, oh, wow, this amazing artist who has so much pull in Atlanta and in hip hop. It was all the steps that it took to get there. All the people that had to believe and be self, um, I don't want to say selfless, but not, they weren't self-focused. They were focused on all of us doing well. I, I just, I really appreciated it. And then, hmm. so that moment was huge. I mean, we definitely celebrated that night uh and then mm. when gq when we got a shout out in gq because chris paul was wearing it before a yeah. game and then they said you know we society shirt uh it's a brand that means this and represents this it was just uh i said i know we i knew we had something special but i feel like we've tapped into something that people really are searching for right now which is this community and connection and that's what we try to provide with our events um even even with like we're, we're about to open up in a store here in atlanta when you come to the exhibit, it's gonna feel like a place to belong and not just a place to buy uh, shirts and jackets. And that's what we're trying to communicate through everything is you belong, you matter, and we recognize it. And we're gonna use all of that to help make a positive impact uh, hmm. on the planet. Kareem, tell me about where you were and how you were feeling, I guess, February of, of 2020 you know, pre, pre pandemic before things just got so crazy. T what were your hopes and dreams at that point? Uh, we were, I thought things were about to be amazing. Um, <laughs> we planned to do all these events, you know, we were hearing about COVID coming, but you know, I, <laughs> I know what, no way did I think it was going to be this. And so we had planned all these events and all these pop-ups. Um, we had just launched something called fail school, which was going to help, uh, young entrepreneurs not young in age but young in the development of their business either just yeah. starting just have an idea or in the beginning stages it's an online course to just help walk them through how to build a business but then also how to handle you know the emotional turmoil and and things that come with being an entrepreneur yeah and so we launched this new course we had new designs thought everything was going to be great and then the world just shut down um and you know how I felt as a business owner, I was torn so many directions. It was like, do I sell masks and just make money? Do I just put we on a mask and just make money doing that to stay alive and to stay afloat? Uh, and I remember just deciding like, I really don't think clothes are the biggest deal right now. Um, and having that wrestle and, and talking to some of my other business friends who were wrestling with what is our responsibility and our obligation? Am, am I only a human being at this time? Am I a father trying to take care of my sons? 
Do people want to feel normal? Because that was the other thing. People want to just feel normal and just want to be able to hop online and buy something because that's just a normal thing yeah. they can do. And it was a it was a, a very challenging time. I told you, you know, before we hopped on, like it definitely felt like Thanos just hmm. snapped his finger and the whole year just kind of blipped out. Um, yeah. But I'm really proud of where we are now. But I remember thinking 2020 was going to be our best year. And hmm. then every plan we had had to just stop yeah um well and let's be real especially in it in atlanta you know it wasn't just the pandemic it was all the social justice issues that popped up in the summer of 2020 and in our city you know your phrase we are we are the ones we're waiting for like when has that ever been more true than in the summer of 2020 when these things are happening all over the country and you saw so many people in atlanta sort of embrace that exact idea of, okay, like enough is enough. And, you know, the tragedy tragedies that happen every day, like we were talking about, like we got to bring these to the forefront. And you saw, you know, whether there were supply chain issues or pandemic issues that were hurting your business, you know, during 2020, I'm sure that was the case, but your message was never more appropriate and needed maybe than during that season. I appreciate that. My framework of how I saw that time like uh we have a a, um, a monthly event we're launching next week uh, I don't know when y'all are hearing this podcast but uh September 29th at Monday Night Garage the CEO of Monday Night Garage uh Jonathan Baker bought a wee hat to wear to protest um during that summer uh and that's how we ended up meeting and now we're gonna have these events um at his space and the reason I think it's important for me to say that is because I was taking the route of I need to put these tragedies in your face so that you can become aware. And I still have that. I do want us to be aware of the issues of human existence hmm. in community right now and way and try to figure out ways that we can bring it together. But what I'm having a lot of fun doing right now um, and what I'm what I'm pushing our brand to be about is in, instead of pointing at what's broken and saying we need to fix it. What if we tried to build what should be? What if we What if we got together and we just had a great time and we had a safe space for people to talk and commune together over food and drink and ideas and products that resonated with them um, and that could speak for them. And so that's what we're trying to do is like, I don't wanna wait for another person to get killed yeah. and then we have to have a march and then yeah. everybody goes, yeah, we're the ones. It's like, what if we were, what if we were living that in between um and then when, and when and inevitably when that happens we're already mobilized to respond but what if we took that what if we could harness some of that same energy and build better communities build better yeah. relationships with each other uh and we got together not just to march in the street but to eat together around the table even though we look different and we might come from different places or speak different languages and so that's the type of things that we're trying to build now because that summer was a lot and i will say this mm -hmm. you know i think the reason people recognized all of the stuff that was happening wasn't because it was happening more than ever we weren't doing anything anything else we weren't distracted mm -hmm. by the chase of i need to go get my check and i need to do this we were the pattern had been disrupted for us and so now we're home and we're considering our own mortality we're considering our own lives where all we can do is just kind of sit and be introspective and now these things that had been happening are pulling at our hearts so much because we're like, life is precious, life is important. And that's what I am going to be 
singing the song of and beating the drum of as we continue to move forward and bounce back is like I'm not gonna lose the 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 feeling of life is precious enough for me to go out into the street and chant and cry and weep for those that we lost. Uh, but I'm not gonna wait. We're not waiting anymore. That's like the new phrase. It's like we're the ones we're waiting for, but we're not waiting anymore. It's, we are going to build what awesome. we Awesome. Good rhyme. Good rhyme there, my friend. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, we're look at that. Album. I like that. I like that. <laughs> no, that's good stuff, man. No, and that's that's so true because you know what is what is uh you know when when something bad happens when a tragedy strikes sometimes the reason people don't pay attention to that or don't see that is they don't have that context for um you know relationship um with the t- the you know a a person like some, you know that tragedy happened to so if you're not in that community and you don't have, if you can't watch the news, see something terrible that has happened to somebody and say, that reminds me of my friend, so-and-so, then you have no context. It goes over your head. You don't think about it. So we've got to be in those types of relationships. We've got to be sympathizing with people that have come from different backgrounds than we have to even care about that, much less to you know, take time out of of like you said, our, our rat race, our busy schedules to go and, and advocate on behalf of another. So I love that, you know, we're not waiting anymore. I love that. That's, that's, that's a good, good rallying cry. Absolutely. So talk to me about the, the bounce back for we, you know, you, we're getting closer and closer to, you know, events are possible and, you know, hopefully supply chains will, will come back to normal and, you know, things will, will rebound what do you foresee for the next couple years as as we do bounce back i think the people who create spaces tools products that help people connect to each other uh in an intrinsic and deep way are going to do very well Mm -hmm. uh for us events events was always the way that we had the biggest impact Mm -hmm. uh when you just felt the we essence out of space um, and so we're doing that and we're, we're, we're COVID conscious. So, you know, a money in that garage, a place where I think it holds 500 people and we're limiting tickets to like 150. So we have space, we're doing the temperatures, we're doing the hand sanitizing stations, but yeah. we're going to make it as cool. We're going to make it cool. Um, because that's, that's important. I think, I think that's where we're going. Uh, I think the wise ones are going to have spaces where people can commune and celebrate, but then feel safe among all types of levels, emotionally safe, physically safe, uh, safe to share my ideas. Uh, for us, like what you said with the supply chain, we are doing limited products. We're not coming out with entire capsules all at once. Uh, so for this one, we partnered with the artist named Arm of Caso, who did something about world peace. So I've asked all these artists, uh, these Atlanta-based artists to create one piece that represents we to them and then we collaborate on some clothes and we hmm. auction off the painting and we sell this limited run of clothes and so the theme for the next month for us is peace on earth uh but for for we society you can't have peace on earth unless it's peace within so when you come to the store there's a meditation station hmm. and it's like learning how to have peace with myself and with my brother and i think that's some of the ways that we're going to bounce back is how do we connect and resonate with people where they are what are people looking for and i don't think people are looking for the next coolest gadget 
if it isn't helping them feel more connected to their fellow man or to themselves. And the people that can do that, I think for the next three, five to 10 years, because some of this stuff is now a part of our personality. Like it's things that my children are, my children are going to think about and remember having to cover their faces uh, for such a, a large portion of their childhood, yeah. um, having not being able to go to school and connect with friends. And I believe when they become consumers, they're going to always have that desire of wanting to stay connected. Um, and I just think it's a human thing. So that's, that's my uh, insight and foresight. Mm. If I could, if I was, you know, on Forbes or something and trying to tell people <laughs> what the next, uh, the next 10 years would be like, it's like investing human connection, invest in uh, human peace within their yes. own hearts and minds. Well, and, you know, to take a page from your book, if the people listening don't want to wait anymore, how can they support uh, the, the message, the, the brand, We Society? How can folks get involved? Yeah, uh, visit us at WeSociety.co. There's both on Instagram and on the website. Once a month, we have uh, a We Artist Spotlight at Monday Night Garage. So come out, get some drinks. We have a space for great conversation, live music. Um, and support local art and artists and vendors. Um, it's just going to be a vibe. Uh, October 1st, we move into Citizen Supply and Pont City Market. So come down there and check out the exhibit there. Uh, and every month we'll be dropping some new thing there. Uh, and we'll have a couple of events there as well. And those are the biggest ways right now. Go on the site, come out to an event or send somebody if you if you know somebody who would really dig the vibe. And uh I'm always listening to people, you know, people send me DMs all the time with just ideas, inviting us out to places. And uh, it's time for that now. So if, <laughs> if people have a place for us to come and speak or to set up shop, we want to hear from them and, and see what type of partnership we might be able to uh, or collaboration we might be able to work out. Love that, my friend. And I know you would agree with, I think, you know, if you never buy a We Society t-shirt or any item off the website, if what people can gain from this interview is to, for just a second, look outside, you know, your four walls and, and help out a neighbor, um, you know, or drive, uh, you know, be the driving force behind, you know, uniting your community for a common, a common goal, then, you know, we're going in the right direction. Absolutely. And I love how you said community is whatever community is to you. Hmm. Um, there's a, there's a Jewish mom group in new york that <laughs> buys we shirts and just boys them to their meetings yes figures out ways to support their soccer clubs <laughs> and their you know and uh <laughs> there's all there's all type of communities i imagine somebody and in an office and the ceo is trying to explain the changes they need to make in the company and everybody's nervous to to take responsibility and say they'll do it and the person who has that we says you know what we're the ones waiting for, like, I'll help solve that problem um, just for their department, their group. It's not, you know, so I agree with you. So you don't have to buy anything to be a part of we. It's about how we're living. Um, and that's what's important. That's what changes the world. But support my guy. Go buy some stuff. Please come. come. <laughs> no, nah, man, it's good stuff. Appreciate your time, sir. We wish you all the best. And we do hope that your, your bounce back is, uh, you know, it's it's you too, man. Thanks for doing this. I can't wait to listen to the rest of the to the stories to share with people. I think this year is going to be absolutely the, the this year, but 
these next 12 months, I think are going to be absolutely incredible for Atlanta based uh, brands and businesses. Absolutely, man. A lot of confidence in, in the people that are, that are, um, sort of doing the, the things that, that you're doing and, and investing in the city. And, and I think it's going to pay off in the long run. So thanks so much, my friend. We'll, we'll catch up soon. Head to WeSociety.co to purchase your We Society gear and join the movement. Atlanta Born and Brand is a production of Connects Media. Make sure and follow the show on social media at ATL Born Brand on Instagram and like our Atlanta Born and Brand Facebook page. This season, we have launched a brand new video series to coincide with our ATL Bounce Back theme. Subscribe to the Atlanta Born and Brand YouTube channel for that content and more. Lastly, if you love the show, please spread the word. Share it with your friends and leave a rating or review on your favorite podcast app. Your support helps make sure that more and more people hear the stories of those folks doing great things all over the city. For Atlanta Born and Brand and Connects Media, I'm Jonathan Hilliard. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you all soon.